You're listening to Safer Retirement Radio, where you get the transparency you deserve. Your host, Brian J. Decker, has 35 years of finance and investing experience and is the CEO of Decker Retirement Planning. He's also the author of The Decker Approach, A Safer Approach to Retirement, and has been featured in several major news publications, including Forbes, Newsmax Finance, The Street, and many more. Welcome back to another episode of Safer Retirement Radio. We are excited that you're joining us today. We've got a lot to cover. We want to start off today talking about some stuff that's been in the news over the last week, and that's Reddit and Robinhood. I'm sure most people, if they've been looking at the news, have seen something about GameStop or AMC. So we're going to be touching on that to start off the show. But we also we also know that the big focus for what we do is helping retirees retire as safely as, as, as they can. And so we want to talk about options for their accounts. So we for principal we, guaranteed accounts, right? Right. So when we set up someone's account, their their funds go into to different uh, pools, I guess you can say. And we'll get into a little bit more detail on this in in a bit. But one of those are principal guaranteed options, which when we look at retirement planning, one of the principles that we like to see a plan set up with is: Are you drawing your income from a principal guaranteed source? And we do this so it helps people, it helps protect people against market volatility because they're not drawing out of an income that can get slammed if the stock market takes a 50% drop. So later on in the show, we are going to be talking about um, those options and what people can look for as far as their short, medium, and long term. We're going to be talking about taxable and tax-free options. So we hope you'll join us. We hope you'll stick around. But Brian, let's... I want to I throw a teaser out <laughs> before. Um, so on the cash... Where can you have a liquid account that earns over 2%? We'll cover that today. Where can you have two with the 7 to 10 year uh, treasury at 1.1, CDs about the same? Where can you get a three-year principal guaranteed account earning over 2% and a five-year earning over about two and a quarter, a 7 and 10-year earning over six and a principal guaranteed um, tax-free option that also can earn over 6% tax-free. I just wanted to throw a teaser out there. I like that teaser. And with this, for anybody, I mean, some people obviously, as you're jumping in out of the radio show and listening to us, um, you want some more information but don't have time to listen, you can always go to our website at deckerretirementplanning.com slash book to download our our free ebook and it's got all the information and more detail that we're going to be talking about today and a lot more about how to set up a distribution plan um, how we set it up so feel free to jump over there again it's deckerretirementplanning.com slash book so let's kick us let's kick ourselves off today by talking about reddit and robin hood so anybody that's been kind of following the news over the last week or two has probably seen something in the news about GameStop or about Robinhood and, and so AMC, AMC the Blackberry. theater company, BlackBerry. So all of these companies. So we want to kind of break down a little bit of, of what what's happening. And as we as we cover this, there's there's there seems to be a bigger effect. So let's start with Robinhood. Robinhood has seemed to have a pretty dramatic effect on the industry. So we'll start off by talking about commissions. Okay. Um, Brian, do you want to, let's talk, let's have you talk about commissions. Robin Hood is the reason that last summer, um, Fidelity, uh, TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, um, E-Trade, all the, all the 
discount brokers and most all the custodians, with the exception of full-time brokerage firms, they all went commission-free on their trades because Robinhood did it first and the others knew that they had to, they had to go there to keep their, their clients. Right, which, and if you remember TD Ameritrade, that was real challenging for them because they ended up having to, they sold to Schwab not too long after the announcement. They so. had the agreement in place. Yeah. <laughs> so Robinhood has made massive waves as they've kind of been this startup out of, I think, San Francisco or Silicon Valley as they've kind of worked their way into into fame. But they've brought, um, they've brought trading to... To the little guy, so to speak, they've kind of been uh, doing what uh, the major brokerage firms have been doing to the little guys for a number of years and kind of pushing them around. And Robinhood found a way to get in there and and make some waves. So it's been kind of interesting to see. Now, on the other hand, Robinhood has spent several years building up their image and they uh, lost a little bit of their um, glimmer over the last couple of weeks. To who? To the uh, to all of to the, the bad guys, right? Yeah, to the bad guys. Well, well, good guys, bad guys. So there's the David and Goliath story. I just so you keep going, but I just they lost glimmer to the Goliaths out there that do what they did all the time to other companies. Right. Uh, a short. Uh, uh, we should go into the details on this. What a short interest is and what a short squeeze is. Yeah, so do you want to talk about the shorting and what that is? Yeah, when you short a stock, you make money as the stock goes down. You borrow shares. I know this sounds weird. You borrow shares to sell. You sell stock you don't own, and then you cover that transaction or you complete that transaction with a buy. Most people are used to buying a stock at 10, selling at 15, and they, they have their gain locked in. This is opening transaction is a sell of borrowed shares, and then uh, you complete and close the transaction with a buy. As you make money, as you sell at 15, and then you buy at 10 to make that same $5, that's called a short sale. But these are borrowed shares, and there's only a limited amount of shares that you can borrow. When <clears throat> on a daily basis, there's a list of short interest and the brilliant guys at Robinhood saw that uh, GameStop had 140% of their outstanding shares lent out on shorts. So you're talking Rob Robinhood or Reddit? Um, no, this was a, just a report for anyone to see. Okay. Reddit, you're right. Reddit saw that uh, there was a huge short interest. So when when you see that and you have a following like Reddit does, they say, well, why don't we just uh, put a buyout for this stock at 14? And what was it? Three days later, it was over 300? Yeah, shot up. It was up over a thousand percent. Now, Robinhood, I'm sorry, Reddit did to the hedge funds what hedge funds do to public corporations all the time, all the time. Right. So it it put a uh, it put a squeeze, and so anyway, it'll be interesting as as kind of the fallout from all of this is that 
now um, a few people from Robinhood and somebody from Reddit, they're all being, they're going to go testify before Congress. So it's getting a little messy and convoluted at this point. It'll be interesting to see, and we'll follow it to see where it where it ends up. Now, no, wait, one, one more thing. So Reddit didn't break any laws because they're not, the, the guys leading the charge, they're not securities licensed. So they, they're not, they're not held to any securities laws. Um, so they don't have to, they don't have to worry about being prosecuted or they shouldn't have to worry about being prosecuted. And I think there's enough disclosures in there. What's the famous one that you told me right before you went on? There, well, the this is what I'm doing. Good luck. Yeah, it's kind of I mean, the way that they all kind of worded is here's what I'm going to do. And they're not acting on insider information, at least as far as we know, because these are just guys that they're day traders. They just buy and sell based on information that they can get publicly. I hope they're day traders because those gains do only last hours. Did you see silver? It went up and down in a day. Yeah, silver spiked. And I think they, Robinhood, or sorry, the, the folks on Reddit, um, GameStop was something that was manageable for them because of the outstanding shares and the market capitalization that they could get enough of a wave to put a short squeeze through. But with silver, the market capitalization is silver is dramatically higher. I think, right. what was it, one point one and a half trillion dollars um, versus GameStop that's probably, what, in the tens or hundreds that, of millions of dollars? That's a good point. You can't get a good short squeeze when you've got trillions in market cap. Right. So I think my opinion is that the folks that actually could make silver move thought that Reddit was, was going to take some action, which is what drove silver's price up. It was already hitting close to eight-year highs anyway. So anyway, silver it didn't work out, but GameStop and AMC, they there was a spike. The one guy on Reddit who was leading the charge, I think at one point his portfolio was he had made. Up. He started with seven hundred thousand at a share price of fourteen. Yeah, and it went to three seventy. Uh, well, yeah, there was a couple different prices that I saw, but yeah, it was just under four hundred bucks. So he he his gain was what over sixteen million dollars was his gain, and he didn't sell, and he didn't sell. So now my his credibility has gone down with uh, the share price because well, he's just holding on still. So I think last I checked, and I haven't checked the share price today, but yesterday um, when the shares were at just over eighty or ninety bucks, he was still sitting on about four point four million. So. It'll be interesting to see where it goes to watch those. I mean, for I think for most people, when you realize that you can you can park fifteen or twenty million dollars in your bank account, I think most people would uh, take advantage of that. Yeah, if they didn't, that's called a round trip. Yeah, so it's he'll watch it go up, he'll ride that roller coaster, and then he'll watch it all go away. And he got at least he got, he got zero. Some, he got some fun out of it for a little while, some excitement. So that's kind of the Reddit and Robinhood saga as they as they go and venture off to Congress. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. So now we want to jump into those principal guaranteed options. And again, as we lead into this, what we're talking about, you can find more information about how to help structure your retirement plan. Go to our website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book. You can download our ebook for free. Um, and it's got a lot of great information in there about, we. so we call it the Decker approach. It's a common sense approach to retirement planning. And it's got information about what is a distribution plan? How does it compare to a pie chart, which is what a lot of people see on their statements. Um, but we're going to be talking specifically today about the options for, um, for your investments um, or for your principal guaranteed account. So we're going to be going into some more details on that. Um, so Brian, 
why don't you kick us off? We're going to be talking short, medium, and long term. So let's start with the short term options for principal guarantee accounts. I, I, I just want to review that principle that you covered top of the uh, of the show, which is never, never, never draw income from fluctuating accounts. Because when you do mathematically, you compromise gains as markets go up, you accentuate prints, you accentuate losses as markets go down. And you will mathematically, you will commit financial suicide. And, and uh, so now um, I want to make sure that we cover that principle when our clients have laddered principal guaranteed accounts for the first 20 years, that means that when the markets, which typically drop, gosh, what is it? Every seven or eight years, they drop 30, 40, 50%. And they have for uh, many, many decades. Right. So uh, when the markets crash, when you're 40 years old, Clayton, it doesn't bother you because you've got your paycheck and your 401k. But when you're retired and you don't have a paycheck <clears throat> and you're not adding to your account on a regular basis, a 40 or 50% drop is devastating in retirement. The rules changed. So principle number one is we ladder those principal guaranteed accounts in the first 20 years when the market craters, it doesn't affect our clients. It doesn't affect their emergency cash, their uh, short, intermediate, and long-term principal guaranteed accounts. And the risk accounts historically have made money as markets have gone down. That's a separate topic. But our clients don't have that devastating, life-changing event if markets uh, are going to take that next 40 or 50% hit. So that's principle number one. Any, anything to add on that? Um, no, it makes sense. Um, and, and as we've helped retirees, obviously the strategy we mentioned, the pie chart, that that works for somebody in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. That's a that's a very acceptable strategy for someone who's trying to save money and accumulate, and you just invest and diversify to match what risk level you're comfortable with. But as you head into retirement, as you get over 50, as you get within five to 10 years of your retirement, we feel that you should be locking in your gains and protecting your money so that you can then transition into paying yourself, which is ideally what you're doing in retirement out of your savings. Okay. Now let me just jump in there too. the, um, I want to, I want to give some background of where we as true fiduciaries to our clients and we are math based firm where we're getting our information. We use a database that lets us see, um, the different returns from, uh, both the banks and the insurance companies for cash and then maturities of one to three years, three to five years, five to seven years, and seven to 10 year principal guaranteed accounts. And we look at the net of fee number and we know mathematically what the highest returns are. And um, we also make sure that when it comes to banks, we, we look at 2X coverage to make sure that they're healthy. They have more assets than liabilities, which is a good thing, right? Right. And we make sure to look at insurance companies that are A-rated or better. So we don't just, there was a bank, I can't name it. It had a stupid name, but they were offering a high rate of return. I wonder why, uh, to attract capital um, because they're in desperate need. But um, anyhow, we make sure to, to recommend high quality and high return for principal guaranteed accounts. Now we should 
let's go into each segment. So we'll talk about cash and then one to three, three to five, five to seven, and seven to ten year investments. Right. Real quick, and I want to add too, one of the one of the headwinds that faces um, retirees and most investors right now are we're in an environment where we are near historic low interest rates. And so his interest rate risk is near historic highs. And because of that, so that's the that's the risk that rising interest rates are going to cause you to lose value on certain types of accounts. And so that's why we set, or one of the reasons why we ladder maturities in the portfolio, and that's what we're talking about with the short, medium, and long-term accounts, because mathematically, when you ladder your maturities, you are decreasing your interest rate risk. Let me say what you said differently. In the pie chart, a typical retirement account is 60-40, 60% stock, 40% bonds. So are you saying that that 40% that is bonds, bond mutual funds, is not safe? Well, yeah, of course, right? So <laughs> if, if you have an actual safe bond that's AAA rated and it's from some municipality that's well-funded or whatever the case may be, you're not going to get really anything out of the return. And then as interest rates go up, now you're locked into that bond for however long. If it's 10-year bond, 10 years, and you're going to be getting less lower than the inflation rate and you're going to be trailing. So that's why we ladder the maturities. Okay, I would say there's two reasons. One is low rates like you just talked about. So how, why in the world would you put 40% of your portfolio in something that's earning almost nothing? That's problem one. Problem two is when interest rates go up, like you said, you lose money. So from 19, in 1999, the 10-year treasury went from 6 to 8%. That's a 20% hit to principal on a, an intermediate or long-term bond fund. That's a huge hit. And um, in, what was it, 19, that was 1999, it went from 6 to 8%. Right. Um, so if we have interest rates go back from where they are, um, to just go up 150 basis points or 1.5%, that's a hit to principal uh, that is double digits. So we would argue that a 60-40 blend in a portfolio for a retiree, their money is not safe. Right. So if you want to learn more about these and other headwinds that are facing common retirees, again, we hope you download our book. It's The Decker Approach, A Common Sense Approach to Retirement Planning. You can get it for free on our website at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book. Again, that's DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book. So let's jump in now to the next segment. So we, we're going to just cover each of these each of these different short-term options or medium or long-term. So you said cash. Okay, we're going to, this is going to be a teaser here because cash right now, what do you get at your commercial bank? Oh, and it rhymes with zero. Yeah. <laughs> zero percent. Yeah. Maybe 0.1 if you're lucky. But wait a second. What if you have a credit union? It is 0.1. Yeah. It's or maybe 0.2 on the if you put in over $10,000. Right. They'll they'll ratchet you up. Okay. Then there's some e-banks that that are we recommend to our clients. We have 8 e-banks. These are banks that um, you have to do it all online and they're willing to give you 0.5 right now, which is five times the national average like they're advertising, right. right? Yeah. Okay. We have, okay, those are the principal guaranteed FDIC options. 
We've put together, since clients were screaming at us when the 10-year treasury hit 0.47 last summer, it took us six months, but we put together a liquid portfolio on a scale of zero to 100 or zero to 99. Right. The risk, it took us six months because we wanted to have the risk as far down as possible and keep the current yield above 2%. We got it. So it's... It's a, a ladder. It's a portfolio of short, intermediate, and long-term mortgage-backed agencies, government agencies, government treasuries, and high-yield or high-grade corporate bonds. So it's very low risk, but it's not FDIC insured. And its history, it's averaged four and a half percent, but its current yield is two. And that's something that we put together for clients. Which in 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 reference, so two that's that's four times more than you're getting at your at your bank one at of, your best yielding bank at your best yielding bank, and that's pretty good. It's twenty times higher than what you're probably getting at your credit union or your your normal bank where you do your checking. And our clients aren't putting all their liquid money in it, but they're putting some in just to get a yield boost. Right. It's just the short term. And it's, I think it's an important point to note that it took us six months to put it together because at, at Decker Retirement Planning, we spend part of what we do is research. We want to make sure that we're doing the research and doing our own due diligence to help our clients know that that the investments and the the different products that they're that they're getting are the best options available um, that are the best options out there. And so we scoured the various databases just like we did with this portfolio that we've put together to make sure that we've looked at as many options as we can. We feel like we've looked at all the options. We've scoured all the databases. So it's a testament to how much research and depth that we go into whenever we're providing an option to our clients. Because when we do work with our clients and we do get their portfolios set up, it's not the conversation isn't, hey, here's what I, here's the one thing I think you need. It's, hey, here's all of your options. Um, these seem to fit with your goals. These don't seem to fit with your goals. But which which ones do you want? You've got these all of these options, and then people can go and pick with the ones that they're comfortable with. Because the investment world, it's a it's a big world. It's a big scary world. There's a lot of things out there, and so when we go through the databases, we help give our clients confidence that they are picking the right option because they're setting up their retirement plan. It's for the next 20 to 30 years. It's for the rest of their lives. It's not something that you should be able to, it's not something you want to take a do-over on, right? You get into it three or four years and realize, oh, that didn't work. Well, let's let's start over and do it again. And so, low interest rates are devastating to retirees because it's like a tax, Interest rates are low because the Fed wants to keep rates low on $27 trillion outstanding by the U.S. government. But the fallout is if, you're a, if you are um, getting a mortgage rate, that's great to have low rates. But if you are an investor trying to have your safe money earn some interest, it's devastating. Right. And so with, with these distribution plans, that we set up and in focusing today on just the principal guaranteed accounts, which is where the income is going to come from. We want to make sure that eyes wide open, you have access and you can see all the options. And so, yeah, we've talked principal guaranteed and we talked about this account just barely that technically doesn't qualify as principal guaranteed, but we feel an obligation to make sure our clients have access to 
all of some option, all, so, some option better than 0.5%. Or if it's in a money market account at your brokerage firm, making a, a 0.05% or something just right. minimal. So we go through a lot of research and it's important that as we set our clients accounts up, that it gives them a chance because we're balancing with all of these, all of these other options. We've got liquidity that we've got to balance it with. We're looking at different tax needs. We're looking at different types of accounts, whether they are IRA, pre-tax or Roth accounts or non-qualified accounts and making all of these fit together. And it's a pretty big puzzle that we've got to build and we've got to shift pieces around. So um, to meet those liquidity restrictions, to help people with their tax, to make sure people have income that can come day one, starting when their retirement, that's starting when they retire. That's why we set these accounts up the way that we do. So Brian, do you have anything else on the short-term accounts? Uh, let's talk about, uh, so that's cash, one to three years, the highest three-year principal guaranteed account is uh, that we can find uh, on our database is yielding 2% right now. 2% is pretty good when you when you factor in that 2% is double the 10-year CD rate. So that's available. That's that's uh, an insured principal guaranteed account. Uh, a five-year, the highest we find is uh, at two and a quarter right now. Um, and now let's talk about seven to 10-year investments. The highest returns for seven to 10-year investments um, are coming from a different animal. They are not banks. Now we switch over uh, to a concept that has advantages and disadvantages. So the concept, I'm just going to touch on this and then we'll probably dive into this pretty deeper on the next segment. Yeah. Um, but the concept is fixed indexed annuities. Annuities, as soon as you say that, we give the cross of Dracula to all variable annuities, income annuities, life annuities, and income riders. And by the way, in the next um, half hour, we want to warn you against variable annuities and why, income annuities and income riders and why. Um, but when it comes to fixed index annuities, the concept is if you've got a principal guarantee and you can capture 60% of the upside of the market, would you do that? Is that a good idea? Sure. So that's the concept. Right. It's been ruined by high fees so and low caps and low participation rates. So in the minute that we have, let's define those three. High fees. What if your account is averaging 6% and you were charged 4% annual fees? Is that a good deal? Uh, no, it's not. Right. And what if you what if you had all the participation of the S&P on the upside with no downside, but you were capped at 2%? Is that a good deal? No. At 2%, you're, you're, you're limiting yourself. Right. You're, okay. And then what if you had, now we talked about fees and caps, now participation rate. Participation rate is something we'll cover in the next segment. Okay. So again, as we talk about this, we're trying to we're we're trying to cover these principal guaranteed accounts and the options um, at a surface level. If you want to dive in deeper, go to our website at deckerretirementplanning.com. You can download our free book, our ebook. It's um, deckerretirementplanning.com/book, and it's got a lot more information that gives some context to principal guaranteed 
principal guaranteed accounts and how they're used and why it matters. Because as we set up a retirement account, the goal is to make sure, the goal is to make sure that our our clients can enjoy their retirements in the best way possible. And that's going to be spending time with loved ones and working with doing the volunteer work and traveling and just hitting that bucket list that you've always wanted to do. So again, for more information, go to our website at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book. Welcome back. We're glad you're with us. Um, in the last segment, we talked about a little bit about Reddit and Robinhood and what's been going on with them. I'm sure you've seen them and GameStop and AMC in the news over the last couple of weeks. We talked a little bit about uh, short, medium, and long-term principal guaranteed account options. Um, We're going to be talking a little bit more about that in this segment um, and some things to look for, some things to look out for when you're looking at building your own portfolio. Um, So we had talked a little bit about caps and fees. We want to talk about participation rate now when it comes to what you should be looking for specifically in an annuity. And I always cringe with the word annuity um, because they've gotten a bad rap with people selling... A deserved bad rap. A deserved bad rap because high fees and the different products that get slapped on there and attached to there. So Zero return. Zero return. We've had some some um, frustrated clients over the years come in with... Not our clients. Not our clients. They were... Well, there are clients now, but it was a product that they ended up from a, from one of the other guys that they they sold them some terrible deal and they couldn't make anything. So we've seen the ugly side of how these things can operate. So we want to talk a little bit more about what to be aware of, what to avoid, the questions you should be asking if, if you're looking at getting one of these. So, Brian, um, you had talked about caps and we talked about fees and participation rates is the last part that we were going to talk about before we move on to talking about some of the things to look out for. Okay. Um, so when it comes to a good, <clears throat> when it comes to a good concept, which is, You've got no downside, you've got a principal guaranteed floor, and you've got upside uh, where you capture about 60% of the S&P. That's a good concept. It's been ruined by high fees, low caps, we talked about in the last segment, and here's the one that we wanna spend a couple more minutes on, low participation rate. Participation rate is, so you get, with the S&P is the index um, that we're talking about now, but. The S&P has averaged around 8.5% for the last 100 years. So what if you got 40% of the S&P or 30% of the S&P? That's not so great. It's not a great return. So um, anyhow, we wanted to just talk about what's competitive right now. And one more thing we should bring in that the FIAs, the fixed index annuities, and as soon as we say the word annuity, we want to clarify every single time, we don't use and hope you stay away from variable annuities. Stay away from income annuities, life annuities, income riders. We'll go into that here in this uh, half hour. But uh, when it comes to the index, um, things have changed dramatically just three years ago by introducing smart beta. So let's talk about that real quick. Smart beta. Real quick, I want to jump in before we get into this. So when, when whenever you're talking about any kind of a, a product that's indexed, it means it's 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 a standalone product that has a multiplier based on an index. And that's what we're talking about, the caps and the participation rates and the fees, because all of those can affect 
um, they're they're multipliers based on on the funds that that you that you put into the product. So we just want to help people understand that these multipliers can either benefit you or they can hurt you, depending on how they're set up. And so that's why we want to make sure that you we want to help you understand them and, and know what to look for. So, so sorry I jumped in there. Well, keep, right. keep going, Brian. Um, smart beta. Um, if you use a straight index like the S and P in 2000, 01 and 02, the good news is, um, the good news is that you didn't make, you didn't lose any money. The bad news is you didn't make any money. So there's a funny saying, there's a, there's a time when zero is good. In 2008, when the markets were down 37, Clayton, was zero good if you lost zero? If you lost zero in 2008, you did really well. Yeah. Okay. So there's times when zero is good. However, the index has been improved upon by bringing in smart beta. Smart beta, uh, and we're giving a lot of high-level detail in this uh, conversation, but imagine if you had three categories in your index, uh, one, stocks, bonds and commodities. And on a on a regular basis, the best indexes, in our opinion, are daily changed. The worst are monthly. Um, uh, that's a whole nother story. But anyhow, the, the ones that are coming in with the highest returns are daily re, uh, reassessed. And so when there's when the markets go down, usually bonds and commodities go up. Uh, so in 2000, 01 and 02, these smart betas have been backtested to show that they would have actually made money. In 08, they would have actually made money. That's a good thing because there's, and this is another term, negative correlation means that bonds and commodities go up when stocks go down. So smart beta allows an index to do well when the markets do well and to do well when the markets don't do well. And we're seeing in our databases that we look at the the right now there are some seven year uh, fixed index annuities that are principal guaranteed that are averaging over six. There's not many, but there's some. We know who they are. We use A rated carriers, and that's where we're getting the highest returns using smart beta with fixed index annuities. There's only a few, like less than five that are in this category. Our clients are benefiting from that. And if you don't know about that, you should, because the seven and 10 year category, there's no higher returns than what we're talking about right here. Um, and so with this, one other thing, if you wanna learn more about any of this information that we're talking about, about principal guaranteed options and how they can work in a retirement plan and when to use them, when not to use them, we hope you go to our website and download our free ebook. Our website is deckerretirementplanning.com slash book. Again, that's deckerretirementplanning.com slash book. And you can download our free ebook. It's got a lot of great information. Um, about it's it's pretty extensive it's got a lot of good information about structuring a distribution plan the pitfalls of the the typical strategy of using a pie chart and the buy and hold when it comes to retiring so we hope you'll take a minute we hope you'll go download that book again it's decker retirement planning.com slash book now as we wait, talk wait, wait wait as far as let's talk about the book for a second okay left brain people love it because it's jammed with details Right brain people don't like it so much. It's it's not a feely book. It's a, a detailed book about um, retirement. 
I think as far as the details goes, the left brain people would put it right up there as a New York Times bestseller, um, <laughs> probably right up there with the classics for retirement. Right. I mean, it's probably on the top five list of books to read in your lifetime, right? At least. <laughs> okay. So now should we talk about tax-free options? Um, yeah, let's let's talk about tax-free options. Anything. Oh, one other thing I wanted to talk about just in talking about fixed index annuities, when when we this gets back to the research that we do on any kind of investments or products that we that we use, and that it gets to we look at all the principal guaranteed options, and the principal guaranteed options that are out there are things like CDs or annuities or bonds, whether it's from a corporation or the treasury or a municipality um, agencies the agencies the government agencies so there's all kinds of principal guaranteed options that exist out there and the reason we talk about fixed index annuities because on average they are doing better than any of the other options as far as the return and that's what we're looking for that's all we care about net of fee return so when we look at an annuity and it's kind of its base form it functions in a similar way to a cd it's just from an insurance company instead of a bank when we look at a bond in their base form they function similar to an annuity or a cd in that it is a principal guaranteed account that pays a fixed rate over a fixed period of time. And then you get some variables on top of that, whether you're indexing it like a fixed indexed annuity or a CD. You've got equity linked CDs that do a similar thing where they grow based on an index value. So when we talk about caps and par participation rates and, and fees, these can apply to CDs or annuities. Um, depending on the type that uh, you're looking at. And so as we as we dive into this, the research that we've done has shown us that right now, um, insurance companies with their annuities are just paying a, a higher rate. And prior to, to 08, um, when interest rates started to drop, CDs and annuities, the, the, those indexed options, were paying similar, similar rates, but banks just haven't been as competitive since the interest rate drop. Is there anything else you want to add to that, Brian? No, that's good. Good review. So now we'll go into the uh, tax-free side. The tax-free side. So why don't you take, why don't you lead us in, Brian? There's a couple major options. One is municipal bonds. The other is um, uh, another option that we'll talk about. Uh, municipal bonds, AAA principal, AAA and insured municipal bonds, seven to 10 years are yielding right now 1.2%. There are some options out there that we want to get into that where net of fees, the returns are over six. So let's talk about that. Um, my background is to is on the security side. So I can't, I just hesitate to, to use the word insurance for a principal guaranteed tax-free option, but it's available. And if we're fiduciaries to our clients, we want to make sure that they know about this. Right. So when you say insurance, you think of death benefit. This is not the case. We want to find where you can get the highest return net of fees for principal guaranteed tax-free accounts. And it's in a sector called IUL, Index Universal Life. There's many Index Universal Life contracts out there. We only work with A-rated companies. And of the indexes that are out there, um, we only work with certain indexes that are yielding the highest return. Again, we're math-based. We've done the study. We know where the returns are. So <clears throat> today, net of fees um, 
there's no place to get a higher return. Let's talk about the advantages and disadvantages. So the reason that you can get a tax-free return from an index universal life contract is because um, there's an agreement with the insurance companies and the IRS going back, Clayton, isn't it over a hundred years? I mean, it's been a long time. It's been a while, yeah. That when you pull money out, it's not deemed a withdrawal, it's deemed a loan and loans are tax-free. So that's a loophole that's been used to pull money out of this contract tax-free. There's two ways to withdraw money from an account. One is to withdraw them like you normally do, withdraw to zero. The second is to loan it up to zero. So in this case, you're loaning contract up to zero. So let's talk about the advantages and disadvantages. The advantage is that it's principal guaranteed. The advantage is that it's tax-free. The advantage is a very good rate. Now let's talk about the disadvantages. The disadvantages are in the beginning there, you have to have good health. So if you're a cigarette smoker, if you have diabetes, breast cancer, prostate cancer, you probably won't qualify and it's just not an option. So that's a, I would say it's a disadvantage. Right. The second disadvantage is that in the beginning up front, the fees can be very high because there's a death benefit associated up in the beginning. So let's say you put um, 100,000 in, uh, let's say that it's broken up into five payments of 20,000 to put 100,000 in. So on that first 20,000 that you put in, there's a death benefit there where if you put in 50,000 and you were to die in that first year while you're funding it, actually it's the first six years while right. you're funding it, there's a death benefit where your returns are in the hundreds of percentages. And we joke around with clients when we tell them that, that, hey, make sure your spouse doesn't take you hunting during this six-year period because your rate of return is going to be <laughs> off the chart. Um, but a disadvantage is that along with protecting the funding years, that allows the the uh, the index and the contract and the policy to do to get off the ground and start and do very, very well. In year 11, not only are there no fees, but there's credits coming back to you. So it really, that contract really accelerates up. So if you're 60 to 65, we're seeing that by age 85 and 90, that those returns are not just six, but we've had clients with over 8% net, um, which is fantastic. Um, so those returns are out there. So we talk, we're talking about the negatives. Um, it's a, it's a, you have to go through underwriting. You have to be in good health. So you have to get approved, you right? To, and that's, and that's one of the downsides is that it is life insurance. You do have to qualify for yep, it. Yep. High fees in the beginning. Right. Can be depending on, depending on health. Right. And another negative, and this is true always of, um, anything that's principal guaranteed is liquidity. Right. Don't count on putting money in and pulling it all out in a year or six months. It's just, it's a longer term contract or right. investment. Well, and that's, I think that goes, that speaks to one of the downsides is that it is, it is a long term, it's a long term option for your retirement plan and probably the longest term that most people are going to, if they, if it's something they want, it's going to be with them the rest of their life. So hold on because those first, 10 years you it's the point is just essentially to put money aside almost like you would in a 
in your Roth 401k account so that later on you can benefit from pulling money out of it tax-free. So it can function in a similar, a similar fashion. Okay. Now we've got, we've got about 12 minutes left. Let's hammer, let's warn people about the annuities that we don't like and why. Right. So we talked about things to watch out for and we were going to cover that. So we want to talk about, um, a little more specifically what to look out for. One of the things that I, um, that I want to touch on real quick, the IUL is we mentioned the, the par rate, the participation rates, the caps, the spreads, the fees, all of that stuff. Keep that in mind. That also carries over from the annuity world into the life insurance world. So be cautious of that when you're looking at it, um, because there can be multipliers on top of that when we talk about the fees. So just be aware. There's many bad ones, but there are some good ones. There's many bad ones that create the deserved bad reputation. But there's many good, there's a few, not many. There's less than five annuities that we would work with. And there's only a couple um, IULs that we would work with. Right. And for annuities, just to give you a kind of a scale for our listeners, there's what, 14,000 options or something like that? There's thousands. There's thousands of options in different combinations, whether it's the product itself or different combinations of the indexes and all the other multipliers we talked about. So let's Let's jump in and talk about what a variable annuity is, what an income annuity is, or a lifetime annuity, or an income rider. Let's talk about all this, and we'll uh, and we'll talk about what to be wary of and why we hate them and don't like them and would never recommend them. Um, on top of that, just as a reminder, if you haven't gone to our website already, it's DeckerRetirementPlanning.com/book. We encourage you to go visit our website. Um, to download our free ebook, it's got more information on distribution planning and on principal guaranteed options, as well as, as the risk bucket and how that can all work together for a retirement plan. So again, visit our website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book. So Brian, why don't you kick us off with variable annuities and we'll talk about that. Okay, variable annuities. And I, I want to make sure in the, the, the time that we have left that we can cover all of them. So we're going to be pretty quick. Okay. Variable annuities we don't like because high fees, no downside protection. So high fees, when we're talking about high fees, I mean, this is how high. Broker, banker usually makes 5 to 7% commission right up front. He gets paid every year you own it. The insurance companies get paid every year you own it. And the mutual fund companies get paid every year you own it. Typically, 5 to 7% in fees every year you own it. We don't like them. We don't use them. We hope you stay away from them. Um, and when the markets go, so you start every year, January one down 5% or whatever. Right. And, and, it's, if, and, these, if, and these fees are so buried into them. That's what I, can, I get worked up about this. These fees are so buried into them that you have a hard time understanding really what the true fee actually is. And we've done these calls with people that we've met with where we get the insurance company on the phone and we just ask them some simple questions. And in five to 10 minutes, we have a better understanding and somebody can see, okay, you just heard it from the insurance company's mouth. This is what you're actually paying to own this contract. Right. Um, so the, the other problem is, so they underperform as the markets go up and because of the fees, they, they lose more money than the market when the markets go down typically um, so we, we see no good reason to own them. And the obvious question is why, why don't, why do people 
own a variable annuity. One reason that I keep hearing, and you you tell me if there's another, because Brian, they're guaranteed. Well, let's talk about the guarantee. The guarantee is if you put 100,000 in a variable annuity, you get the high water mark if you die. So that means that if the if if the in the in the 20 years that you've owned it, whatever the high water mark is, um, that that value ever reached, that's your guarantee. Now think about that. Is that is that a good way to invest? To lock up five to seven percent of uh, of fees every year on an account where you could use Vanguard indexes on the S and P. Still, there's no downside protection, but there's no fees. And if the markets do go up, yeah, you can take that account out. It's just better ways to protect that investment. Actually, what we do is we have two-sided models. That's another conversation we won't talk about, but that's a way to have your risk money grow with the markets and protect you when the markets go down. Anything else on variable annuities? No, nothing else on variable annuities. Be be uh, be cautious. Okay. Income annuities, life annuities, and income riders. I'm going to lump them all together. Sure. So this is where they dangle a carrot in front of you. And Clayton, surely 6% guaranteed is a carrot today, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Com- compared to other rates, yeah, 6% sounds great. And if it's guaranteed, sign me up. Okay. Right? <laughs> so I'm going to sound as slimy as I possibly can here. <laughs> What if, Mr. Clayton, I could offer you 6% and give you a guaranteed on that money for 10 years? Can we do business right now? Hey, let's let's do it if I can get that guaranteed <laughs> 6%. And so your $100,000, we have already done the calculation, becomes $178,000 in 10 years at 6%. Now, now, 10 years later, you're back in my office. Okay, Mr. Clayton, what if we give you 4% for life? Can we turn that income? This is 4% of the value paid to you, right? Not a 4% growth. Why did you have to clarify that? <laughs> now, remember, we're in a scenario where I'm being slimy. That's right. That's right. So no disclosure of that. Okay. Hey, let me try again. <laughs> so what if, Mr. Clayton, I can give you 4% for life. Can we turn on your income writer? Let's take it. Okay. So now 4%, actually, I forgot that. 4% of 178,000, let me do this in my head really quick. It is $7,120. And so you get $7,120. Well, if you take your original investment of 100,000 and divide that by $7,120, let me do this in my head real quick. That's 14 years to get your money back. So if you're 65 years old, and you turn that income or you get your guarantee for 10 years, your 100,000 grows to 178,000. Now you're 75 years old and you get that amazing 4%. You're going to be 14 years. It's going to be 14 plus 75. I don't need a calculator for that. You're going to be 89 years old before you get your original investment back. And if you died beforehand, guess how much you get back? Your original investment. Yeah. So let's say that you live to age 95. We've done the calculations. Do you know what your return is? 1%. It's 1%. So these are not a good deal. We want to warn people against this quote unquote guaranteed uh, guaranteed return carrot that they swing in front of you for lifetime annuities and, um, and then putting an income rider on your existing annuity. 
The banker broker gets a higher commission if he does that. Oh, by the way, that's the writer costs 1% per year additional to whatever you're paying right. to get this rate. So we don't like this. Right. And this is, and we've done this, we do these calls. We get the insurance company on the phone and help people understand exactly what it is they got into, which most people didn't know. They were told, oh, I, I was, I'm getting a guaranteed six or seven or 8% on their, their policy. And I, no one can touch me. And I love, I'm just loving life. But I mean, for most people, most people don't expect to live past their 80s. And so they're not going to get their they're not going to get their money back. They're not going to get that investment. And if they would have invested in a savings account, they'd get a similar return. Yeah. And they're going to get all of that money. It's it's there. It's for it's for them. They can use it instead of having to live to age 105 or 110 to actually benefit from it. Because if you're going to live to age 120, then maybe these are then maybe these can be a good deal. Okay, I left my horror story for last. Can I tell my horror story? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. So this was in um, with a doctor, very smart, bright guy. He put eight hundred thousand in, and he got eight percent guaranteed. He asked me if I could beat that. I just winced. I said, Doctor So and So. I knew that he wasn't getting eight percent on his investment. So I got his insurance company on the phone, and said, sure enough, we confirmed that he put 800,000 in on such and such date. He was uh, nine years in, he'd almost finished his 10 year uh, accumulation period. And then he was gonna turn on the income rider to start getting his money back. And I said, what's your payout rate? They said, um, it's this. And I did the calculation and said, okay, if. Dr. So-and-so lives to age 95. He's going to only get 1%. Is that right? And they said, no. And I said, oh, pray tell. And they said, he's capped at $800,000. Now let that sink in. I looked over at him and his nice congenial personality turned into a vein popping, frustrated human being. And he said, could you, could you repeat that again? He was capped at his original investment. We're telling you as a public service to be aware of income riders, life annuities, because of the cap or the payout whenever you finished your accumulation period. So I would go as far as to say, and you tell me if you agree or disagree, Clayton, I would say completely ignore the guaranteed rate. It's the payout that's going to make or break it. And I've never seen one make it. And 100% of the time I've seen it break it. And with this, we hope that as you're looking at your retirement planning and you're building it out, that you go to our website at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book and download our free ebook. It's called The Decker Approach, A Safer Approach to Retirement Planning. And it talks about building a what we call a safer distribution plan where you can structure your um, investments and your products that you have to help provide income to you uh, for the rest of your life. And we build these plans out such that it can carry people until age 100 or whatever age you decide you want on there. Um, the nice thing about it is you can see you, it, the book goes through different headwinds and it talks about pitfalls of various strategies. And and we hope that, again, that you go and download it at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book. Now, with our approach to retirement planning, we're always looking to help people get to a safer retirement. That's our motto here. That's our slogan.
slogan. And we want to help you do that as well. And so again, go to our website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book and download our free ebook now. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Decker Retirement Planning is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Decker Retirement Planning.